0: Upload day, Tuesday, June 27th, and we're going to go in three, two. The Taylor Swift Heiress Tour hit Minneapolis Saturday night, and she performed a song on stage for the first time in 11 years. But before she sang that first note, Taylor had to warn her Swifties not to cyber-bully a particular someone. Not only has the gray divorce rate doubled since 1990, it's predicted to triple by 2030. What is a gray divorce? Donna leads that conversation coming up during this episode of Cadillac Check, My Second Act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to My Second Act. We discuss things you already talk about with family and friends. Our conversations include current events and pop culture, uh, news headlines, trends, music, and endearing, revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. This is Cadillac Jack. My second act. Donna, hello.
1: Hello, my name is Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. Um, I was listening. I'm listening to this great podcast. You know, there's along with our podcast, there are so many really, really others, good podcasts too. out there. And, you know, just like us, every podcast, I don't care if it's Barack Obama's podcast, it's discovery is the hardest thing. And so someone was talking about this podcast with Julia Louise Dreyfus from Seinfeld and from Veep. And she has this podcast and it's called Julia Gets Wise. This is the first season. And she talks to women over the age of like 60. So it's famous women or women who've done amazing things that are, you know, in an older stage of life. And she had her, the first one she did was with Jane Fonda. And I know Jane Fonda is sometimes like a lightning rod with some people, but I was listening to it and I took away so many fascinating things and a couple of them here. One is that women specifically over the age of say 55, 60, are kind of dismissed in society. It's kind of like no one pays attention to them. You know, um, they're old, they're irrelevant. And she was saying the reason she launched this podcast is because women over the age of 50, 55 have lived this amazing life and have so much information, just like a wealth of knowledge to give. But what I specifically loved about the Jane Fonda podcast well, she was talking about your third act, which I found fascinating because we call our podcast My Second Act. Tell everybody why we call it My Second Act.
0: Well, we, like Jack. We, the podcast is Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, because prior to the launch of this podcast, which was January of 2020, I had never done anything in my entire life but radio. I started doing radio when I was 15 years old in high school. And so podcasting became my second act in life.
1: When you lost your job. Correct. And, you know, it was a necessity, but it was also a pivot and a new turn for you. Correct. And so she was talking about, you're basically, she is, I think Jane Fonda is, I think she's 80, um, believe it or not. I mean, which is crazy. You know, she doesn't seem that old. She's 85, actually. Does she seem that old?
0: Um. Yes.
1: Okay. Well, she was talking about you know, 70 on is basically her third act because, you know, people live longer now. They're healthier. You know, used to when you got to your 60s, 70s, it was like, well, how much longer, you know, whatever. But she was talking about her third act and how your third act is really about anything from 50 on is about living your authentic self. And I've talked about this before. Like when I turned 50, And it wasn't something I put in place. It was something that happened to me. I'm interested to see if this is happening to you, Kelly Jack, although you're a new 50-year-old. Like, you just have no time for drama or bullshit. And not because you're so busy in life, but just because you've earned the right to have happiness and peace in your life. Because maybe years, I don't know, for some people, birth to 50, were filled with just drama and turmoil and unsettledness and you're trying to get somewhere in your career or you're trying to meet someone you're trying to have a family by the time you get 50 you're kind of like you look back reflectively on your life and she was saying you give yourself some grace that like she did this audit on her life to figure out what she was most impressed about about herself which seems very narcissistic but it's kind of cool And she said, you'd basically do an audit of your life to say, I didn't do this well. I don't do this well, but I do do this well. She also said, your third act is your legacy. It's what you're going to leave for the world to kind of remember. Are you still with me, Kelly?
0: I am. I was getting some extra paper uh, so that I could make my list of things that I do well. What would be something, Donna, that you would say about yourself? Um,
1: I figured it out after listening to the podcast and I'm not copying Jane, but I'm brave very brave. And actually, I'm very strong. Um, mine is not so much brave because I don't know that I'm always brave. Do you, do you feel but like I'm you've always been that way? Strong. Have
0: you always been that way or is this something that's built through, you know, built over your 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 years and and and, and um, you're you're you know becoming more wise.
1: Um, it built up over the years. I didn't have a choice. I had to be strong in so many situations. And I've always thought like not like somebody's going to come in and save you, but just like questioning am I able to do this? Could I do this? You know, and I can, um, it doesn't mean that I don't have self doubt, but I'm incredibly strong. And I look back over my life and I'm like, wow, I've been through a lot. We all have, everybody has, but like, I am strong and I'm proud of that. Now there's a million things I don't do right, but that's not what this topic is about. That's just something to think about. Like if you are over 50, to kind of look look over your life and see if there's kind of a theme that keeps coming up, not a negative theme, a positive theme.
0: Is Julia Louis Dreyfus? Is she? You said this this podcast appeals to the the sixty plus crowd. Is she sixty?
1: It doesn't appeal to this. That's what's so funny. I actually got this um, recommendation from a twenty five year old who works with me. Okay, it's just fascinating conversations with older women who have lived. A long life and have a lot of sage advice. One of them was Carol Burnett that she interviewed.
0: Is Carol Burnett dead or not dead?
1: She's not dead. Really?
0: Okay, I, I, I didn't
1: know that. Well, I just said she was on this podcast. Well, maybe
0: they, they, you know, with AI and things like that, they could have, you know, brought her, brought her in or something, you know, from the no from the the vocal vaults or something of of, of artificial intelligence or no something like that.
1: So anyway, that's just a little. Um, if you're looking for a great podcast, it's just really good. It's one of those podcasts where. You feel like you're sitting in at a dining room table, and listening, yeah, or having a conversation. conversation. And,
0: and, and that, yeah. That's truly at the at the end of uh, at the end of every episode. That's that's what you, as a podcast host or hostess, want people uh, as people listeners of your podcast to feel like. Um, and I think it was later the Cable Guy who joined us on the radio show pretty recently, who said out of the blue, he said, "You know what? This is just like having a conversation at dinner. This show is just like having a conversation with friends at dinner." And I said to him, "Larry, that's what every radio show should be. That's what every podcast should be." And he said, "You're right about that, but but many if not most are not." Uh, podcast discovery, just like I mentioned with uh, the Julie uh, Louis-Dreyfus podcast, podcast discovery is the biggest challenge that podcasters have, and that is uh, having new listeners discover your podcast. Again, podcast discovery, having new listeners discover your podcast. It seems pretty basic. It seems like it's uh, pretty simple. It's not, because there are so many podcasts out there. Most, Some of them are great podcasts. There are more that are not. Uh, I, I think, great podcasts out there. And so you have to sift through a lot to find one that you like. And you mentioned, Donna, uh, a co-worker of, you, uh, of yours who is 25 years old recommended the Julie, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus podcast to you. That is podcast discovery. That is you as a listener of Catalan Jack My Second Act saying to a co-worker or friend or somebody you sit next to in the pew on Sunday, you know what, listen, I've been having uh, a great experience and, and, and a lot of fun and learned a lot listening to a podcast called Catalan Jack My Second Act. You ought to check it out. If you would do that to three people this week, just this week, that's our ask not asking for money, sit in a radiothon, in a telethon. If you would just uh, recommend this podcast to three people that are in your life, in your circle of friends, uh, that would help us out a lot. That is called podcast discovery. I'm curious, how did the conversation come up with you and the coworker about, pod- were you talking about podcasting or uh, did she just jump right in and say, you ought to check this podcast out? What was the lead in uh, to the recommendation?
1: Well, funny enough, she was like, I always get really solid advice from you. And I said, well, that's cause I'm old. And she goes, don't take this the wrong way. She goes, but I'm listening to this great podcast and it features older women, not much older than me. I mean, I'm talking about 70s and so, but she said, It's so funny. I just get the best advice um from, you know, this podcast I've been listening to. She said, I always get good advice from you. And there's this great article that was just written in the New York Times about specifically. 50 to 58-year-old women and how they're the invisible group. Like, unless you want to date, if you're single, unless you want to date a 70-year-old, most younger guys or 40-year-olds don't want to date, or 50-year-olds, even people your own age, don't want to date 50-year-old women because they think they want to date 20, 30-year-old women. And most 50-year-old women don't want to date 70-year-old men. And in work, a lot of times... Fifty-year-old women don't know the technology to like do, do new things. Well, women and so men. they're sort of, yeah. And, and I don't know if that's the case. Well, men though, the sad fact of it is, is men can get younger women if they have money. I mean, it's just it's just the truth. Men don't have to be attractive or engaging. They should be. But well, I think that's they pretty. That's thin, get, Dawn. I think that's thin. I'm serious. Fifty-year-old women for the most part, if they're not married anymore, if they're from a divorce or something, most of them don't have huge pots of money to go out and attract like young go-go boys. Right, but stuff. you shouldn't
0: have to have that in order to attract anybody, right?
1: You shouldn't, <clears throat> but my point is 50-year-old men are not dating 50-year-old women. They're going after 30-year-old women. That's the reason they got out of their divorce with their 50-year-old but wife. But as,
0: as the Oak Ridge Boys sing, older women... Or something. Um, I hear Roscoe. Older women are beautiful lovers. Older women. Yes, they, they are. are in the world. And there Da-da-da-da-da. is this,
1: there's also this resurgence, by the way, of, you know, they call it a gray divorce and it's women in their fifties who find themselves divorced or choose to get divorced. And they're also having a resurgence like right. this, the sequel to. Um, sex in the city is called just like that. And all of the women in the show are 50 years you old.
0: You know what? It, it wouldn't be a podcast episode of Cadillac Jack, my second act without a pause to check on Roscoe in the front door. Oh, let me go, on, on, me go check on that. Why don't go check on that? Donna's going to step away for just a moment. Uh, we'll continue the conversation, uh, again, by uh, encouraging you. It's a simple ask. We're not asking for your cash. We're just asking that you recommend this podcast to three people in your life and your circle of friends, uh, to help us, uh, continue to, to grow as a podcast. Uh, and um, it would just be very, very grateful. We're grateful and uh, very thankful and appreciative of your support of this podcast since uh, January of 2020. Episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, part of the App and Podcast Network. Many of you listening right now have been with us since that uh, launch date of January 2020, and we appreciate that. Uh, also, uh, Gallery Furniture has been with us since that launch date of January 2020. Season 1, Episode 1, Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns, of Gainesville. Uh, Ask for Donna, Ask for the Wolfman. Donna has also joined now. Uh, The radio show, Cadillac and Donna, the Jacks, 5.30 till 10 weekdays. That's 5.30 till 10 Eastern on Atlanta's The Bear 92.5. And we're thankful for for Donna and the support of of Gallery Furniture now in the radio, uh, the radio lane, but uh, since the very, very beginning here in the uh, the podcast lane.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm going up to see Donna this week. I've got to get, we got to get a new mattress um, for one of our beds. And I immediately thought of Donna and I feel really good about it. And not just because she's my friend and we grew up together that's great um or that she's you know a sponsor of this podcast i feel good about it because i know i'm not going to get taken advantage of and mattress stores have all this pricing it's like this mattress is on sale and this box spring and this and it's very confusing and, you know now there's these mattresses that are like purple and Papaloo, and they literally come in a box and you open it up and it just like pops up to a mattress and you just don't know what you need. And so I'm going to go up there, take a look at them all and lay on them. I know you've done that before, Calat Jack. Yes,
0: mattress, mattress, jumping, mattress, hopping. at gallery Yeah.
1: Furniture. And I'm going to get Donna's opinion because I know she's going to tell me the truth. She's going to be like, this one's really cheap. This one's expensive. If you want one that you know, in a spare bedroom that people aren't going to be laying on all the time. This is better for you. And I know she's going to just give me the unedited truth and I'm going to walk out of there feeling really good. Like I probably didn't pay enough. I owe her money and that I got a really great mattress and it's going to get delivered. And that's the best part. I'm not going to have to deal with that. You know, should you find you're not going to push it up a stair.
0: Uh, no, I'm not. Nor am I going to strap it to the top of uh of my, my 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 pickup truck, or even put it in the bed of my my favorite Ford F one hundred and fifty. That should
1: actually be a test for married people. Like you have to load your friends because you and I have pushed a mattress from the bottom level up to the top. Like I'm kind of I'm still flashing sore. back.
0: I'm still sore now today. Yeah, it's been years I'm flashing ago.
1: back, and you're just shoving it, and I'm like, can you wait a minute? Yeah,
0: and just, yeah. Rah, just turn red, and, 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 and yeah, looking for things to throw. Just um, angry. Yes, and bitter. The uh, they will. Uh, Strap it on to the top of your Corolla. If if you find it on the showroom floor, you can take it home that day, unlike the big box retailers. Take it home that day when you find it on the showroom floor or schedule delivery with a fleet of Gallery Furniture uh, trucks. They'll bring it right to you, to your home. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns, Road, Gainesville. Get ready for the big 4th of July with Donna and the uh, Gainesville Gallery Furniture family. Uh, Every day is a sale day at Gallery Furniture. Every day you can find great pricing on uh, great furniture for every room in your home. July 4th, though, the inventory is at uh, peak levels. The inventory is at uh, a level at uh, which it is not any other time of the year. July 4th, the big event, Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns Road, Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman, ask for Donna. Instagram follow is uh, where you need to go. Ask for Wolfman Furniture on Instagram. Our thanks to Donna. Our thanks also to Brightmore Healthcare for their support of the podcast, Brightmore Hospice, BrightmoreHealthcare.com. Fayetteville Ford, home of the lifetime powertrain warranty at Fayetteville Ford. And they're offering, Donna, here's what they're going to do at Fayetteville Ford here. Uh, they're already doing it now and it's going to expand. It's a program with a Ford, the Fayetteville Ford mobile service. And what they do is they come to you wherever you are, to your office, uh, to your job site, to, uh, to your driveway, and they can take care of very, uh, many, many, many different things that you would have to normally travel to the dealership and have done at the service department. They come to your driveway and do it. Uh, I love that. It's, it saves you time. This is all about convenience. This is not a, uh, like, you got to be on the concierge level of uh, dealership uh, customers, or you have to be part of this VIP program. You've got to f- buy four tires and get one free to join Fayetteville Ford's mobile service program. Not the case at all. This is open to everybody, and they schedule your service appointment based on your time. Okay? This is going to save you time, and it's going to be uh, just a great thing for for convenience. Fayetteville Ford mobile service. It's uh, happening now. FayettevilleFordGA.com. We are classified by Apple in two different categories, in uh, entertainment news and music. Uh, the music category alone each week has about 85,000 podcast titles in that category. And thanks to you and your loyalty and uh, listening to this podcast, we crack the top 100 every week in both categories, music and entertainment news. And because of that, we like to talk about music and country music specifically, Donald, because we have combined nearly 40-plus years of uh, country music experience to uh, a radio station where we both used to work in Atlanta for years and years and years, and now we do uh, the radio show, weekdays 530 till 10 on Atlanta's The Beer ninety two five. So we love country music. We love all music, Donna, but we love country music. And Thomas Rett, TR, is uh, in the news this week.
1: Yeah, he is. So him and his wife, uh, Lauren Akins, if you don't know, they've been married. They literally met in middle school and were married I think shortly after they both got out of college, he was just starting his career, but they've been together an incredibly long time. And they are the parents of four daughters. Um, Fascinating story. They adopted Willa Gray. Um, Lauren was very involved in um, African charity relief. And she went over there a couple of times to work at different orphanages and met Willa Gray when she was a baby. And she has said that she felt like God just, put this baby in her arms to live with her and Thomas Rhett. And she called Thomas Rhett while he was on the road and said, I found our baby. Now at the time I can't remember if they were trying or not trying, but um, imagine getting that call and you have to kind of be like, okay, yeah, bring the baby home, you know? So they brought Willa Gray home. She is seven now. Then they quickly found out they were pregnant, not, much longer after they brought willa home and so they have ada james who's five they then had Lennon love who's three and lily carolina who's one four girls caddy and listen to those ages seven five three and one
0: uh that's lovely but i can't imagine i so said that's a lot of a, that's a lot of a pancakes and eggs on a on a saturday morning
1: yes yeah, so she um she has her own podcast that she does and it's really about parenting, she does it with her mom and other people um, and talks a lot about her charity and all this stuff. But so she had Thomas Rhett on and they had a really, really candid conversation about their marriage and about her postpartum depression after Lily, their youngest child, was born. And she says specifically, this is really interesting. She said after she had Ada James, their marriage had a falling apart. After Lennon, the world had a falling apart because COVID came. And then after Lily I had a falling apart and Thomas Rhett said he just started looking at her and he was like, something's not right. Like she's acting really, really strange. Like not like my wife. And, you know, he just said it was almost like everything she did was the opposite of who she used to be. Like she used to be very calm and she was like anxiety riddled. Um, You know, very happy, but she was incredibly depressed, couldn't get out of bed. And as you know, postpartum depression is a big deal. Um, it's called the baby blues, but it's much more than that. It can be really bad. Um, and it can be obviously treated with therapy, medication, but you have to recognize that you have it first. And so they both reached out to friends individually. He reached out to some friends and said, something's wrong with my wife. Like, has this ever happened to you? And she reached out to friends and said, I don't know what's wrong with me. I can't get out of the bed. I have everything seemingly that I need to live a happy life and I'm not happy. Um, and so she has since gotten medication and things are better, but it was a really transparent conversation. It wasn't just about postpartum depression. It was about how different their lives had become so quickly and how she had built up some resentment. And we know there's nothing worse for a marriage than resentment. Um, um, And the fact that she was home with all these kids, and this was his job, and she knew that. But he's calling her from all these great cities that he's touring in, and from all these great events that he's doing. And she felt like she was kind of straddled at home, having to take care of all these kids. Your thoughts, Cadillac Check?
0: I think that uh, I I love both Thomas and, 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 and his wife. I think they have a great love story. Uh, I, I think that they also have challenges, just like uh, any other married couple. And I think that uh, yes, Thomas Rett's on tour and he's in some great cities, but he's also in some really dumpy cities too. It's, it's not like every night's a uh, a Vegas or every night's a uh, you know a uh, you're you're doing an international show in Europe or country music festival and in uh, you know wherever you may be or wherever you may want to go. Uh, she also benefits from a lot of those perks and a lot of those trips and a lot of those tour dates as well. But I think that she understands it's not her place. It's not her place. Is at home. Uh, that's her role as a mother and i think that you know, listen i don't think i know she was very well aware of tr's intent to, to become a country music artist and a superstar which he did so i think that i don't know that, uh, that that she meant that in a oh whoa oh silly me i'm I feel sorry for me i'm here in nashville with the kids i, I don't think she meant it that way at oh no all. not at all um i think that she's a very understanding and, and and just a great mother and a great uh, uh you know listen I, i've known thomas red since he was in diapers but um, I think that they have a, a very strong marriage based on faith. I think that uh, you know the, the adoption thing that they did years ago uh, says a lot about them. Um, and um, I uh, yeah, I think that they probably have a pretty decent life, and I think that faith is a big part of that for them.
1: Yeah, they said that they went to therapy and kind of talked some things through. And here's what I love about this story: it's transparent, it's real. I think if more not just country music artists, but if more people came forward and said what you and I say a lot, which is marriage is challenging. You're taking two different personalities and you're blending them and you're expecting that the person that you married at whatever certain age you married at is never going to change. It's never going to grow, is never going to, you know, I've heard people say before, but they knew the deal. Well, that's not fair on the other person because that person also has the right to evolve and change and think, I'm not so into that deal anymore. Again. So I just applaud them for being really open about the challenges that they have. And I'll say this I think it is a big deal for women. As crazy as it sounds, I'll never forget when we had Olivia and you were doing mornings, I guess it kicks. And we had just had her. It was probably like a week and a half in. And you had to go do something, some concert. I think it was Gretchen Wilson actually at Wild Bills. And I remember thinking, like, Because I had been, I was so involved. That was my account. I was involved at the station, but now I'm home. And I had always worked with Olivia. It was the first time that I'd really had off, you know, any amount of time. And I was out on maternity leave. And I remember thinking, like, wait, this is how it's going to be. Like, we've had a baby, and that sounds so stupid. I know and naive, but like, we've had a baby. Somebody's got to like be here all the time and take care of this baby, and somebody's going to be doing a job or they're going to be going, doing fun stuff. And, and you do for a minute because your hormones are all over the map and you're kind of wackadoozy. And I just remember thinking like, this is so unfair. Mm -hmm. And that sounds crazy. I know now, um, because having three grown children now, the amount of shuffling and horse trading that you have to do with your spouse just to make life work. That's just the beginning when you have a baby. That's right. But, um, I do think that that happens sometimes when you have a first baby. It's just like, wait a minute. Your life's not really going to change, and my life's changing enormously. You know? You
0: should have done better at karaoke, maybe, at the bowling alley back in the day, and you could have gotten your own deal, you know, your own artist deal, your record deal. Taylor Swift continues her The Heiress Tour, um, and she was in Minneapolis over the weekend. Saturday night, she was in Minneapolis, and she unearthed a, st- a song that she had not performed on stage in 11 11- Years, uh, as she you know every every tour stop she's going back into the uh, into the vault the Taylor Swift vault and she's pulling out a song she hadn't performed uh, on stage and I believe so far in this entire tour she has not repeated one of those songs. Uh there's still every every weekend every tour stop she's cranking out a, a classic or an album cut you know a Taylor song that she's not performed on stage. Uh, and uh, Saturday night in Minneapolis, it was a song. Uh, th- b- before she played it, before she performed it on stage, she asked her fans not to cyber bully. A certain someone, a particular
1: someone.
0: You listen to Dear John, a song uh, that she wrote about a relationship that she had when she was 19 years old with John Mayer. And not a, uh, not a, not a, not a pleasant relationship we know because of, uh, because of the lyrics to that song. And, and, uh, you know, I guess we could say news reports and, you know, us magazine and people and, and whatever. Uh, but, uh, the pretty, um, pretty, pretty direct song, Donna, uh, Dear John for, for John Mayer.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think listen, she has to tell these Swifties calm down. She's the only person who can get through to them. You know, don't come after this man. Like, it's okay. She said, no you know later she said, I'm okay. Everything's fine. Time has passed. Yes. But she can't re-release this music without stirring it up. You know it's going to happen with the Jake Gyllenhaal stuff eventually. And it just happened yeah. with some of the Schwarzeneggery stuff. I mean, it's just these Swifties read so much into it that you're just like, oh, Lord. Uh, from know? from
0: from, Dear John, you are an expert at Sorry and keeping the lines blurry, never impressed by me acing your tests. All the girls that you've run dry have tired, lifeless eyes because you burned them out, but I took your matches before fire could catch me, so don't look now. I'm shining like fireworks over your sad, empty town.
1: There we go. Taylor
0: Swift writes in, uh, in Dear John, performed that over the weekend uh, for the first time in 11 years on stage, but having to warn her fans, asking her fans, please do not to cyber bully. Uh, John Mayer, who was the uh, the target of that, uh, that song in a relationship when she was 19 years old. Uh, other stuff in the news. John Daly went to the Kenny Chesney concert over the weekend. Uh, John Daly is a professional golfer, uh, PGA golfer. And Donna, he rolls up uh, onto the lawn. like he's, he's about running over people and fans that are already seated on the lawn in a golf cart. Mm. And he parks right in front of the stage and sits in his golf cart for the entire concert.
1: Are you serious? Yes,
0: I love this. I love this story. I love John Daly. You know, the, for years he lived here in Atlanta. Uh, and he would, he would, he would frequent the Buckboard Country Music Showcase in Smyrna, which was a country club, uh, here in Atlanta on Windy Hill Road in the Smyrna Cobb County area, uh, of Atlanta. Many, many country artists got a boost in their early days from playing, uh, the Buckboard Country Music Showcase. Um, and John Daly would all, would often come by, uh, the Buckboard on, uh, you know, just, I mean, he would be just fall down drunk, but fun fall down drunk, you know? Oh, yeah. He was a lot of fun. He was like, you know, we talk about, Don, we said before that, like, when you, you, you're on the on the fence about going to a party or something, and then you hear that. John Daly's coming. Well, but somebody, you want you know, a friend or someone, you know, another friend of a friend that you know is just crazy and fun and wild. You learn they're going. You're know, like, well, listen, if Patrick's going, uh, then I'm going because it's going to be a good time party. Uh, Here's Daly's, the only problem Daly's about Daly's Patrick. Heard, uh, it's usually
1: people with two names. It's like Jim Bob. But, like, yes, if Jim Bob's going, you want to go and you're going to have a good time. Here's the problem if Jim Bob's going. You're not going to just get home early and get in your bed.
0: True, and and so same could be said about John Daly.
1: Yeah, like if you said to your wife, "Like, well, me and John Daly are just going to go out, eat some chicken mm-hmm. wings, she watch a little that. bit of she the game, that. and come home." She's she like, that. "Bullshit! Yeah, you're going to be out till six in the morning. I'm probably going to yeah. have to. It's going to involve me getting the deed for the house."
0: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, no kidding. Because you know, they one of his things was he being John Daly uh, when he was on the road doing a PGA. He would he would park his RV outside of a Hooters. Uh, and, and just stay there for the, you know, all the other golfers are going to the, you know, the Ritz or the the Waverly or, you know, wherever, uh, the Four Seasons. But John Daly would park his RV in front of a Hooters restaurant and, and pack up, you know, and, and unpack shop for the weekend there and sign autographs of fans when they came by. But over the weekend, pulled up to the pit of a Kenny Chesney concert in a golf cart and took in the show from the comfort and cushion of his open air vehicle. So take the, uh, take the golf out of the man. I guess you can never take the golf cart out of the man. Brett Young. Has a new album that's going to drop in, um, gosh, I think uh, September. And the track listing dropped uh, late last week. And his next album is going to include a, a cover of a song from 1994. Huge hit for this artist back in 1994. And Brett Young says it's one of the songs that inspired his career in country music. And I think that's fantastic. And I think that this artist who originally um, uh, released this song back in '94 would, would think that that's fantastic as well. However, do you always? Is it safe? Is it a good idea to cover iconic songs? And we'll talk specifically about country music songs in this podcast right now. Uh, But Brett Young's covering Tim McGraw's hit from nineteen ninety four. Don't take the girl. I say you got to leave it alone. I don't think it's a good idea.
1: I don't need. Here's my thing i I don't think that you cover an artist in your format. That's a contemporary.
0: This current was even, that's yes, current. even McGraw just announced he's got a new album coming out.
1: Exactly. Like if you wanted to cover Roll On 18 Wheeler by Alabama. Right.
0: Roll on and do like it. That. Roll on and record it.
1: Roll on and do it. Yes, exactly. Or if you want to do, like Eric Church is doing this thing where he's doing a ton of Bob Seeger or wherever, whatever city he's in, you know. Or if you want to, I think it's really cool when, like, if a country artist covered Eminem or Jay Z or Beyonce, I mean, as crazy as it sounds. Something out of the format that's unexpected. That makes sense to me. Right. It does not make sense to me for Kenny Chesney to sing a Luke Bryan song.
0: True. Good point. Although
1: Luke Combs does a great job sometimes singing other people's songs, but that's more acoustic. I don't
0: know. Uh, Brett Young would have been 13 years old at the time. Don't take the girl from Tim McGraw drop. 13 years old.
1: Yeah, but see, I think that pisses Tim. If I'm Tim McGraw, that pisses me off. Because there again, are you just trying to point out how old I am? You know what I mean? I don't
0: think that's like, the case at all.
1: Like I'm I'm still current here, dude. Yeah. You play your music.
0: You uh you mentioned uh Eric Church opening um with a twelve minute Bob Seeger medley during the opening weekend of his outsiders revival tour. This took place on a Friday night. He was in Detroit to kick off this uh this second half of the outsiders revival tour. You, Don, are going to Charleston, South Carolina this weekend uh yes. to see to see Eric. Uh here is uh here is uh maybe thirty seconds of uh, snippets of, of some of the clips or some of the songs from Eric Church in in Detroit. Uh it was actually last Thursday and he was uh performing uh, Bob Seger horn section there an epic 12-minute bob seeger medley featuring the hits turn the page like a rock roll me away main street get out of denver you'll accompany me rambling gambling man and night moves uh and the crowd absolutely loved it some of the biggest Dang, songs I love bob seeger uh, he's a detroit native and eric was in uh in detroit who, who will he do for for charleston south carolina
1: well, how do you know? This is my question. You brought this up to me, and I had no idea it had to do with the city. How do you know? Is, has he said it's he ha- related to the he city? Hasn't, or but how,
0: how could you not see that? How could you not make that connection, though? Why would he do twelve minutes of Bob Seger open open a show now with twelve minutes of full band? And it sounds great. You just heard you know snippets of it, but why would you open twelve minutes of Bob Seger if you're playing Roanoke, Virginia?
1: Well, why not? I mean, just, again, it shows his ability. I I mean, he's, so. he's always played a couple of other formatted songs before i think hadn't he
0: no two shows are ever the same and that's kind of eric's uh eric deal as well
1: hey i'm excited July. so parker mccollum is yeah. an opening is him, who i love Man,
0: I'm, a, I'm a fan of his i'm a fan Yeah, of me his. too
1: i've been a fan a long time um and morgan wade who is a female artist so yeah i'm excited it's a, girl, it's a girl's trip it's me and charlotte and our friend betsy who's a great pod peep and her niece audrey
0: if you're listening to uh the podcast uh day of upload Download, download day. It is Tuesday, June 27th. This Saturday is Saturday, July the 1st. July 4th falls next Tuesday. One week from today if you're listening on Upload Day. Uh, A lot of areas, though, are going to be celebrating this coming weekend. And that includes one of our uh, favorite places to be. One of our favorite places to be. And uh, we've lived there for uh, 20, gosh, 20 plus years. Awesome Alpharetta. Uh, Some traditional and unique ways to celebrate America's birthday. Uh, and make sure you got your holiday sparkle. And, uh, when you join us in awesome Alpharetta this Saturday, uh, outside of the fireworks, gonna be booming with fun for the whole family, including, uh, fireworks at dusk, Wills Park, rain or shine. And this is a man, 20 plus minute show accompanied with, uh, you know, a great sounding 4th of July patriotic uh, soundtrack. You can bring, uh, your, your, your picnic, your blankets, your chairs. Come on out, with the family. Uh, yes. They offer uh just a huge fireworks show this Saturday at dusk at Wills Park in awesome Alpharetta.
1: Yeah, I love this firework um, celebration. We've gone to it every year, and I've watched it from different places. We've watched it at Wills Park. I have watched it like on the corner of Main Street because there's just so much parking. There's so many great places you'll get a good view anywhere um, in downtown Alpharetta so or at Will's Park. If you want to go have dinner and then just kind of sit, honestly, outside um, of the restaurants on Main Street, you'll be able to see the fireworks. And they're just – they're really great. I mean, they're professional. It's a big deal. And you'll see everybody you know from Alpharetta. But if you're not from Alpharetta, this is a great opportunity to come out and see all of the things we're always talking about and raving about. And we're so proud of our city. And – you know, I was driving through on Saturday, and there's a huge line at the farmers market, and it's just thriving. It's just a, a city of great people, and so much fun, so much fun.
0: You can get more information about the week's activities, awesomealpharetta.com. If you're listening uh, and you're, you're not in the Atlanta area, come join us for July 4th. It's a quick, short road trip from wherever you're listening, and you can find by, find information and get discounts from from great, awesome Alpharetta hotel partners at AwesomeAlpharetta.com, and just map your holiday weekend and come join us. Uh, Home by Dark, Union Hill Park is going to be happening uh, June 30th and July 1st. That's uh, this Friday and this Saturday night. Uh, also got the Punchline Comedy Night at the Avalon, a 90-minute laugh fest. It begins at 730. Uh, again, bring your lawn chairs and uh, pick up a beverage from one of the uh, Al- uh, Avalon uh, restaurants while you laugh and giggle and uh, your sides hurt from laughing so hard at uh, Avalon for the Punchline Comedy Night. And you can listen. There's a complete list of things to do at AwesomeAlpharetta.com. Everything from dodgeball at fairway social to uh, doing a cannonball, Donna, at Wills Park Pool. AwesomeAlpharetta.com. Uh, pack your Patriot at Red, White, and Blue Outfit, Red, White, and Blue Outfit, and come on out and join us for, uh, for uh, the celebration of America's birthday. AwesomeAlpharetta.com. Uh, next episode of this podcast, Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. Um, if you could uh, create your country music uh, Mount Rushmore, what, how, many, how, many, how many country artists would you need, Donna, uh, on your Mount Rushmore in order to uh, to do it right, like the original? Mount Rushmore. Well,
1: how many people are on Mount Rushmore? That's what I'm
0: asking you in a roundabout kind of way.
1: Well, you don't know that? I'm asking you. I'm asking you.
0: Um, Well, the question was asked by me of you, uh, Uh, your your, your favorite, uh, your five different, uh, your five favorite country artists that would make your Mount Rushmore.
1: Okay, so we need five.
0: Okay, I guess I just gave it away there, didn't I?
1: Okay, yeah, five. We need five.
0: Think about that for next episode Thursday, uh, July the 29th episode of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. We're going to ask you What five artists would you put on your Mount Rushmore of country music? Cadillac Jack. Our thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen, production assistants from Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios in Atlanta, INGO, Ingo Studios in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday, Thursday. You get two a week. Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. And join us weekdays, 530 till 10 Eastern. For the Jacks, it's Cadillac Jack and Donna Jack. Mornings on Atlanta's The Bear 92.5. Search for the free Bear app in the Google Play or Apple uh, App Store. Search for the Bear 925.